Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. As we're settling into 2023, I want to check in and see how you're doing. How are your resolutions going if you made New Year's resolutions? I don't make them anymore because I feel like I'm in a constant state of working on myself throughout the year, not with a masculine energy of go, 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 but with more of a feminine energy of gentle correction and mindful purpose. And that's my word for the year, purpose for myself, my podcast and my business as a whole. That's the direction we're headed this year. Happy on purpose. If you need help with your happy on purpose, I am here for it. Do you have a happy life? I mean, truly happy? If I asked you to define what a truly happy life looks like, could you do it? I'm starting the conversation about what it means to be truly happy from within and why things that you think create your happiness from outside of yourself are actually not what creates a truly happy life. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and chat with me. I've missed you. Are you in a committed relationship or marriage, but feel disconnected from your partner? If so, I invite you to schedule a complimentary clarity breakthrough session where together we can assess where you are most struggling and see if we are a fit to do deeper work together. This 30 minute clarity breakthrough session is totally free and there is a scheduling link to my calendar in show notes so you can schedule a time that works for you. Schedule your Clarity Breakthrough Session now to take that first step on your path toward reconnection. This week, I had the amazing pleasure of sitting down with my friend, Dareth Cass, and having an amazing conversation that I never wanted to end. A lover of life, fitness, and the human connection, Dareth Cass is a 22-year veteran of coaching people from all walks of life as they begin and endure their individual exploration to healthfulness. As an athlete, she fell in love with the beauty and intricacy of movement and has shared that passion ever since. Dareth was able to inspire others to move while she taught group fitness classes, but she missed the human connection, the one-on-one, the deep bond that you form when you see someone transform physically and mentally right before your eyes. Currently, Dareth is personal training, coaching small group training classes, and coaching one-on-one as a habit transformation coach. I am so excited to welcome Dareth Cass into the Happiness Workshop. Hello, Dareth. Hello. How are you? I am great. We were just talking right before that I love the rain. So this is my jam and I am really soaking it up. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Tell me again what that's called, a person who loves the rain. Pluviophile, P-L-U-V-I-O-P-H-I-L-E. I am clearly not a pluviophile because I've <laughs> never even heard that word before. <laughs> That's okay. To each their own. I think you're amazing. So obviously <laughs> I think you're amazing and that's why you're here. Um, I feel like every single time we talk, my vibration raises. I walk away with a big smile. I walk away having learned something from you, even if it's just that you're a pluviophile. (laughs) Ditto. Ditto. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, it was funny the last time we chatted, you'd said, and why aren't you on the podcast yet? And I said, I don't know. So here we are. I'm glad that we got to put it on the books and, and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're so fun. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, and also I just have to add, since we're on zoom right now, your smile is beautiful and so contagious. Oh, thanks so much. I have to thank my mom for that. It's I, my mom and I are like twins. 
So thank you, mom, for the smile. <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. So I love that you brought up your mom. So tell me your story just to get started. Like what brought you here where you are today? Oh boy. How long is this podcast? Um, I know, right? <laughs> so my name is Dareth. I go by coach D. I adopted that name year, years ago. Frankly, I just think it's cooler, but Dareth is also a, a name that people aren't really sure how to pronounce. And they kind of, it's been Dexter, Dorothy, Gareth, Donna. I mean, you name it. Um, the most random names I've been called that. So I go by coach D and I love it. And I am a coach. Um, you know, I've been a coach much longer than I actually adopted the title of coach, but currently, so I'll start where I am now and I'll go backwards a little bit. So I am a habit transformation coach. And what that means is that I help women. I, I only work with women. I help women discover what current habits they have right now, which ones are definitely working in their favor, which ones are not. And then the little steps that we can do to transform those habits, those habits so that they are working in their favor. And we cover things like, yes, health and fitness. That was originally one of my main areas of expertise. But as I've been doing this more, it's really turning more into fulfillment. That seems to be the area that most women feel they're lacking. Purpose, passion, contribution outside of being a mom or a wife, um, the other roles in their, in their life. And so we are creating habits that allow them to really fill these little pockets that they have in their life to, to kind of connect the dots and, and complete the puzzle. And it's an absolute blast. And everybody that I work with is so completely different. And I've learned so much from them. It's, it's remarkable. I always say that to them. I said, I learned so much more from you than I think you learned from me. And so I'm doing that now. And, and that has evolved from originally I was a personal trainer. Gosh, how old am I now? I'm 43. I started personal training when I was 19. So a long time ago, I started teaching group fitness classes when I was 16. So even longer than that. And I've always had this passion for movement and, and the joy that's we, that we feel in our body when we move our body on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be burpees and you know, box jumps and kettlebell swings. I mean, thank God, going, thank God, right? <laughs> going for a walk outside is one of my most favorite things to do. Leisure walk. We're talking like 25 minutes, a mile pace, enjoying the air, enjoying the sunshine. I do enjoy the sunshine too, but I've always had this appreciation for movement and back to my mom who gave me the smile, you know, back in the day, gosh. So we're talking like 1988, I would wake up 5.30 in the morning and go to jazzercise and aerobics with her and leotards and, you know, leg warmers and Reebok high tops. Um, and that kind of started this, I think, love affair with movement and connection. To me, those two are closely related, connecting with other people through movement. And that really has evolved over the years. I got my degree in um anatomy and physiology and my minor in business at Texas A&M University, born Ooh. and raised in Texas, um, <laughs> which people always ask me, are you, are you sure? Because you don't have the accent. And I've been told that it comes out if I get really angry or if I've had a glass or two of wine. <laughs> um, so on this podcast, it, hopefully well, I'm not drinking um, and I don't think I'm going to get angry. So I don't think it'll come out, but um, born and raised in Texas and like I said, went to school there, started working with Gold's Gym. I, I worked in many different capacities with that uh, company. And then I moved to Houston where I worked with a phenomenal country club setting. And there I had a lot of autonomy. I could create, I could kind of set my own hours, do my own thing. And through the process of having support to do that with my manager and diving deep into personal development and professional development, I came up with the idea of fierce and fierce is the name of my business. And it's, it literally was a quote that I found on Pinterest, feverishly searching for what is the purpose of my life through many trials and tribulations that we can go into if, if you want to, but this, this quote popped up and it said, this is the year I will be braver. This is the year I'll be stronger and kinder. This is the year I will be unstoppable. 
this is the year I will be fierce. And I read that quote. I get chills every time I, I read it. Um, I, I feel like that. I could tear up. I know, right? Me too. <laughs> um, and I, you know, and I have it printed. I, I have it on my phone. I have it printed on the wall. I say it often and it's just, but that's the feeling that I got the first time that I read it, saw it, heard it, thought it, said it. And that was in December of 14. And that really was the spark that generated the idea for Fierce to even become a company of mine. And it started with just simple online fitness challenges, because that's really the only thing I felt expert in at the time. And then I, as I was connecting with women, like I mentioned before, fitness and, and health, yeah, that's a part of it. But that really wasn't the missing link. It was fulfillment. It was inner peace. It was calm and clarity that women were seeking. And I believe you can find that when you do take care of yourself through the other you know, modalities and you create the energy to be able to follow through with the things that you want to do. But that really was this common denominator, regardless of age group, regardless of where I was geographically, because I started in Texas and moved here to, to, to Mass to Natick. And it's been quite the journey, which is what really inspired me to become more adept at habit transformation and behavior change and mindset shifting and perspective, which is what ultimately led me to where I am today, talking to you on your podcast. Yay! <laughs> um, I feel like you are a great example of being the change that you want to see. So you really are leading by example. You, you're like, something is missing. What's the missing link? Where can I... So you found that quote and you were like, okay, and that was your precipice, right? Absolutely. And that was, that was your jumping off point. And then you've created this whole organism now. It's not <laughs> just like, oh, I do workouts online. Oh, I do. It, it really is a living being that you've created. I have chills just talking about it. Um, you know, your website is beautiful. Everything you offer is beautiful, but it's more than that. It's, it's your essence that is so beautiful. I, you're so supportive. You're so genuine. You're so, I didn't bring you here just to, you know, stroke your ego. I swear. <laughs> I know it sounds like it since we've started talking, but this is what you bring out in me. And Thank you. I think that it's probably what you bring out in all the women that work with you. Thank you for saying that. Um, you know, the, the tribe, our fierce tribe is the heartbeat of fierce. It, it would not exist without them. And what's really interesting is that the time that I created fierce back in 2014, when I saw that quote, I felt like I was living on an Island. I was married at the time, but so devoid of who I was that I felt like I was by myself. And part of my motivation to create this connection with women was out of my own personal need to find a tribe, to find a community, to find people who are like, oh, you don't even have to talk. I get it. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like the, it's almost like this, this, this club that you're a part of without even having to say, I, I want to join. And that has been, gosh, that's this, this beautiful thread that's been woven through every program, every challenge, every retreat, every fitness class, you know, anything that we do is these conversations, the wisdom. I believe women are so rich with wisdom. And when we have the opportunity to share that in any capacity, whether we're hooting and hollering at each other to do one more push-up, or we're, you know, zip lining in Costa Rica on a retreat, or we're just sitting having coffee saying, I totally understand that you feel lost and broken and alone. It's so powerful. And Again, it's those, it's one of those really interesting realizations of, I thought I was supposed to be a workout trainer coach, you know, and again, that's part of it and I love it and I'll, I'll challenge you and I'll push you, but that's so tiny in comparison to the other pieces that I believe we're searching for and the wanting to find the, the connection between those pieces. And it's been life-changing for me to, to discover this, um, this process and then ultimately this community. 
Yeah. So my business coach told this story and I'm going to share it now because just everything you were saying about the community reminded me of this, but um, not really a story, but she said, you know, if you, it was the question of why don't women support each other? Why can women be so mean to one another? Why can they tear each other down? And it's this idea of crabs in a pot which really resonated with me because I'm from Maryland and I love eating crabs, Maryland blue crab, but um, you know, the crabs kind of pile up trying to get out. And then when one reaches the top and wraps their claw around the top of the pot, the other crabs don't push it up and out. They pull it down. They pull it back. Right. And it was a question of why do women do that? And I don't know. I still feel like I don't necessarily know that answer, but I also feel like that happens when we're younger and then we hit a certain age and it shifts from being in competition. And maybe that's part of the evolution process, the evolutionary process. Like we, we fight evolutionary to get the best mate or to, you know, I don't know, (laughs) but we hit a certain age and then it stops being about the competition and it starts being about lifting each other up and helping each other reach the top and reach their very next best step. And we as society really fight getting older and we fear getting older, but there's something about being the wise old sage. There's something about like, I don't know, I, I, I guess I want to not get old too quickly, but on the other hand, I kind of look forward to being that matriarchal person who everybody's like, I, let me just go talk to Mamere. Let me see what Mamere needs to say about that. You know what I mean? So I don't know, like that's, that's the sense that I'm getting from the things that you say is coming together and being sage and learning from one another and seeking that next wise thing that's going to help you take that next step up. Absolutely. And and to your point about why it's common, particularly when women are younger, to be the crabs, right? Uh, And pulling each other down. I believe a couple of things, but one of them is that it comes from the, the scarcity mindset and that if she has it, I can't. And in reality, the fact that she has it, is doing it, you know, is who she is, is proof that you can too. Right. And I think that's a a powerful shift that happens as we, as we grow up, as we mature. I think it's also ego because remember that the mind that thinks it's the best and the mind that thinks it's the worst is the same. They are both driven by ego. and to say, oh, I'm not like her, or she was given all this privilege and I grew up in a poor household or yada, 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 fill in the blank. It's ego and ego gets in the way of our true potential, of our true gift, of of all of the opportunity and real abundance that is out there. And it absolutely takes effort. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to say that now I can do whatever anybody else is doing. I mean, how wonderful would that be? But no, it does. It takes effort. It takes intentional mindset shifting and practices to say, we are all in this together. When you rise, I rise and I support you and I will applaud you and I will, you know, recommend you. And I know that because of that energy that I'm shifting to you, it is returned back to me tenfold. And again, I think that's part of, like you mentioned, the the maturity process and coming to that place when you have that realization where you think I would have called her names. I would have, you know, put, pushed, thrown her under the bus 10 years ago. And you recognize, oh my gosh, I've grown. And you also get to a point where you just don't care as much in terms of what other people think. Like, you know what? Don't like you. Hi, I don't need to be involved with you. And there's a lot of empowerment in recognizing choice and recognizing what we actually have control over and influence over, because those are different. And I believe that all plays into developing this inner wisdom that we cultivate throughout our life and then can share at many different stages of our life. 
that we one we have this um fierce tribe member and she at the last two retreats she said to me and and my retreat partner Sonny Mazer who's phenomenal she said am i am i the oldest one that's going to be there and not in a way of like oh gosh i am the oldest more of like you know kind of puffing her chest like yeah I am the wisest woman here. I have so much to share. Yes. She took a lot of pride in that. And we actually recognized her at one of the last retreats for, you know, uh, saying she, it was important that this woman had, you know, the most wisdom and, and was on the older side of the spectrum. But everybody relishing in the fact that we all have these life experiences at these different stages that we can share. So I think it's a beautiful process. And I, like you, I want to soak up the present and enjoy where we are, knowing that there's always goodness to come on the other side of it, because we gain that wisdom along the way. <laughs> so beautifully said. So beautifully said. You know, you talk about ego, and I was just in a mastermind group this past week, and um, she has. Every Monday, she has a mastermind and there's a topic every month. So this month is ego. And, you know, one of the things I know, right, when I think about ego, I immediately think about Eckhart Tolle and he is so existential and really has helped me. I remember in college talking about, you know, the part of your mind and it's your ego and all these different things. But Eckhart puts it in a way that really makes you visualize and see that your ego is a different body inside your body. You have different bodies living in your body. So your pain body, your ego, all these things. And it really helps you separate the two. And for me, it helps me say, wait, okay, is this my ego that's talking right now? Is this me feeling like I'm less than, or I am la in lack? Is this me feeling like I'm better than someone, or I know more and can do more and feel more powerful than someone? Which I'll be honest with you, I don't want to feel either way. I want to, I'm the like ride the middle yes. kind of a girl. Yes. I don't want to hold power over someone or be more powerful over anyone other than myself, right? I want to have my own power stand in my own power. Um, but this idea of ego, I think it's recognizing that it is a separate entity from who you really are. I feel like we are our soul. We have a body. Our ego lives in that body, right? So it's being able to recognize that it's separate and then asking yourself those important questions that in the moment you feel so stuck and so closed off. And when you can say, is this my ego? Am I feeling in lack? And recognizing that, yes, maybe I am. You start to get a little movement there. And that's where you start to open up and you can start to expand. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And what a great resource, Eckhart Tolle. Another resource that I would love to share with you and your listeners is a book called Girl Code. I, this is not like a plug. I just, someone, I was given this book and Pascal, you can see because the video, but like this book, like there's highlights and underlines and sighting, you know, dog ears and all the things. I've probably read it five or six times, but it's called Girl Code, Unlocking the Secrets to Success, Sanity, and Happiness for the Female Entrepreneur. And the author is Kara, C-A-R-A, Allwill, A-L-W-I-L-L, Leba, L-E-Y-B-A. And this book, so if you want to talk about why women compete and how to flip it to why we're actually all on the same team, this is the book. It's a, it's a short book. You can tell it's tiny. It's a quick read. And it's also beautifully written in the way they like, I can read a couple pages and I don't have to, you know, worry about what was before or after it. It's powerful. So I highly recommend that book. If anybody's struggling with why not me or that comparison uh, habit that most. I love that. Thank you. I'm always up for like, Oh, what's your favorite book? What book has helped you the most? So, and from how many highlighted colors that are in there and all your handwriting that's in there and all of it, it appears to be one of those books that you can reread 
And from wherever you are in that particular point in life, you pick up a different nugget. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to talk about, um, I mean, obviously you're a very compassionate person. You are so full of love. You're so full of sunshine and light and you share all of that. What do you do to replenish yourself? I spend time alone (laughs) and it's funny because when I say that people, you know, they'll say, what's your favorite thing to do? And I'll say, travel alone. And it's not that I don't want to be with people, but similar to what you just said, I love to give and, and to the, I definitely in, in periods of my life have given to the point of depletion, depletion. And that's not something that I like to do or aspire to do. I consider myself to be a high performer and a high performer is someone who is intentional who definitely produces, is productive and, and successful, whatever their definition of successful is, while maintaining vibrancy, energy, and relationships. And back in the day, before I really understood the balance of personal and professional development, I just thought it was work, 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 work. And so again, you know, to a fault, I would give to, to clients. I always over deliver. That's definitely one of my MOs in life, um, but never at the expense of my own health and, and, and wellness. And so I love to spend time by myself. And what I typically do is read, listen to podcasts, go for those leisurely walks I mentioned earlier. Uh, and I am diligent with a capital D on two things. Number one, my morning routine and my sleep. For me, sleep is a domino habit and the dominoes can fall either way. If I don't get my sleep and we're talking seven to eight hours for me, if I don't get it the next day, number one, I definitely will drink lots more coffee. Number two, I'm on edge. Things that I normally can let go, fire me up. And then quote unquote, everything's going wrong. I'm having a bad day. I'm, you know, everything feels short fused. I don't have the energy I want to work out. I crave sugar. I crave carbohydrates, you know, things that kind of like, you know, that catastrophic kind of problem after not having enough sleep. And then the opposite is true with my seven or eight hours. I'm calm. I'm coach D. I can handle it. Um, not to say things don't come up, but it's just so much easier to manage the stressors and fires of the day. And then my morning routine, I love having the time in the morning to, to fill my soul up so that I can, to the point where I'm overflowing, not so I can pour out but so I'm overflowing. So again, maintaining that balance of I'm full and I'm so full that the overflow is going into all the connections that I make in that day. Yes. So that consists of, the first thing I start with is lemon water, hot lemon, warm. I'll say warm lemon water. Took a while for me to adopt that habit because I'm a coffee lover, but I have that first. I have that first. And then I do a 10 minute meditation with Headspace. I love that app. It's one of my favorites. I've done that now for maybe six years, 10 minutes a day, every morning. And then I go straight into a gratitude journaling practice. And it's an app on my phone called the gratitude app, gratitude journaling app. Maybe it's free. I literally write one sentence or two sentences and that practice alone. I'm sure as you know, um, completely shifts your viewpoint on what your life is in those moments. And then I go into, I always look for a quote of the day because I share that in my group fitness classes that I coach. And then I do something called the daily fire on another app called growth day and growth day is a personal development app by someone named Brendan Burchard. And it's another app that I love. And it's like a, a daily inspirational talk. He goes everywhere from relationships to stress, to health and exercise, to building your business. I mean, He runs the gamut, but it's an audio and I love that. And one of my favorite things to do when I listen to that is I have my legs up the wall. It's like I lie down flat on my back and have legs up the wall, which exactly, that's exactly the feeling. It's, uh, you know, you just totally relax. And 
it helps drain your lymphatic fluid because our lymph system runs up against gravity, which makes it difficult for it to do its job. So if you can invert that way, reduces inflammation, it immediately reduces stress and anxiety. So I do that while I'm taking in the good stuff. And then I, <laughs> I have this little five minute yoga that I do. And then I dry brush again, lymphatic drainage, put a little lotion on my legs and then get dressed, have my coffee and go to my planner, which I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, that takes forever. And it takes time, but I love it. Like I cannot wait to wake up to do it. And I would say from start to finish, from making lemon water to coming back upstairs and diving into my planner with my cup of coffee, it's probably 45 minutes. That's not, it's not too bad, too bad. Um, and those are the things that I have found that I need to overflow. That doesn't mean that whoever's listening, you know, that's not, that doesn't, I'm not saying that those are things you need to do. I always say in terms of a morning routine or a morning ritual, identify the things that you need to one, feel energized and two, feel calm and grounded before you start your day. Maybe for you, that's having a cup of coffee and staring out the window while everybody else is asleep. Maybe it's reading 10 pages of your favorite book. You know, maybe it's texting your, your best friend. What it doesn't matter what it is. It matters that you know what yours is and that you create a system that allows you to do it consistently because that's the recharge for me that allows me to keep going at the level that I want to show up as every single day. Yeah. And I would imagine that, you know, that 45 minute routine that you have took probably years to develop. So it's not like, you know, anyone who's listening is going to say, okay, I'm going to go get myself a brush so I can dry brush and I'm going to get a new journal and I'm going to buy an app and I'm going to, you know, it's not that. And I think sometimes, especially in January, we feel like that's what we have to do. And it's that it goes back to the lack mentality, right? Yes. Like I have to hurry and get all the parts and all the pieces so I can have that too. But even if someone went out and bought and acquired and developed all the parts and pieces for your routine, it doesn't mean that it's going to resonate with them and they're going to feel any better or any different. No, and it might even feel worse. Totally. And that reminds me of Jerry Seinfeld. So he's one of my favorite comedians. Um, and, and- <laughs> Going to comedy shows is definitely another way that I recharge. I usually do that with, with Fran, my fiance, but Jer, Jerry Seinfeld, he's hilarious. And he talks about going to the grocery store and how people are so uncertain and unclear of what they should do in their life in general. But the, like at the grocery store, they're just like, hey, you look pretty well. What do you eat? And kind of look in their cart and see, see what they bought at the store. Like, oh, if I eat that, I'll be like them. No. Our bodies are completely different. Our lives are completely different. Our needs, our season of life is completely different. So it is absolutely necessary for any category we're talking about that you know what is right for you. And in the event you say, I don't know. I don't know what's right for me. That's the problem. Start with what you don't want. I don't want to start my day 10 minutes late, rushed, yelling at the kids, spilling coffee on my clothes. If you start with what you don't want, it gives you an opportunity to work backwards and say, oh, okay, I'm very clear on what I don't want. These are some steps I can take to ensure that that doesn't happen. And that by itself gives you some clarity on on potentially some some next best steps you can take. Yeah. Yeah beautiful advice. Cause it's so true. I love Abraham Hicks and I listen to Abraham so often yes. to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm taking Abraham off my podcast list <laughs> because I would start to swipe past things just to go back to Abraham. So I'm like, no, Abraham, I'm sorry. I love you, but you have to go for a little while. But, um, yeah, it's about figuring out what you don't want. So you can find what you do want. Right. And well, I don't want it. Like you said, I don't want to feel like that. Well, I don't want to be rushed. Well, I don't want to fill my mind with negativity, you know? So then you realize, oh, all I have to do is turn off the news. Right. (laughs) And it doesn't hit you. It seems so like, of course, all you have to do is turn off the news. Like it seems just so like, duh, but sometimes you have to think about 
what's not working in my life to figure out how you can fix it. The answer just doesn't come until you say what you don't want and clear it away. It's literally about just clearing things out of the way to open up. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's like a common uh, mantra phrase um, that people say all the time, regardless of what they're talking about, which is less is more. And I know it's cliche, but I truly believe that that statement holds a lot of weight. And as you mentioned, it's January. People are definitely looking at all of the things we want to do in the year, which I love. I love the motivation. The intention is beautiful. And at the same time, the expectation is so high. And it's not an expectation we would really ever put on anybody else. Yeah. And if we could just focus on one or two, and I would say at the very tip top, three things, that allows us to go deep rather than wide. And when you go deep, you have the opportunity to stumble forward. You learn, that didn't work, but you learn and you keep going forward where if you're spread too thin, you're making these inches that are never quite fully progressing you in a direction where you think, oh, I'm gonna keep doing this, which is why people give up. And it's like the morning routine is a great example. If they take all the things that I did for the morning routine and like, I'm gonna do them all. I'm like, this is terrible. I hate this. Okay. Just like do one of those things yeah. and, and, and allow yourself the opportunity to be successful. We focus so much on the outcome. I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to learn conversational Spanish. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars every month, whatever the outcome goal is. We get so focused on that, that we forget the process in between is actually where like the delicious bits are. And so if you can scale back that, that total number of outcome goals that you're focusing on, it gives you the opportunity to dive in deep to the process, which is actually how we learn. That's actually how we transform because it gives us the opportunity to stay there long enough to get a real result versus that doesn't work for me. I'm done. I call that ping pong habit or pinball habits. It's like, you know, the pinball machine, you're like, yeah. that didn't work. Well, I'm going to go over there. I'll try that. I'll try that. Oh, bing. And you go back and forth and you're like all over the place. And you're like, well, and then it just goes in the gutter. <laughs> like that kind of is a great analogy for how people approach habit change, particularly the beginning of the year, it's health and fitness, but any change, we bounce back and forth between all these different things instead of just staying the course long enough. It's not as sexy for sure. It's a little monotonous, a little boring, but it's effective. And that holds true. I have found in pretty much every category in life. Yeah. And it goes all the way back to the beginning of the conversation of fulfillment. Because we're ping-ponging and, you know, pinging from one thing to the other, you don't feel fulfilled. You feel very much in lack. You feel very much back into your ego of I'm not good enough. Why can she do it? And I can't. And so you don't find that fulfillment. So it is sticking with something long enough, you know, the old college try and really hanging in there, whether it's sexy or not, or whether you feel like it or not, even if at the end of the day, the end of the month, the end of the year, you find that really didn't fill me up or I didn't, I really didn't resonate with that. You feel fulfilled. You feel proud of yourself that you did it. You feel complete with it. And I think as a society as a whole, we don't feel complete. Mm -hmm. We feel very unfulfilled. We feel very without purpose. And it goes all the way back to the beginning of you have to get this certain GPA to get into a college. You have to get this certain GPA to get the top job. You have to overextend yourself at work and give more than you have to give and exhaust yourself and deplete yourself so you can make the most money, right? So it starts when we're young and it's almost a deprogramming and going back to living how people lived decades and generations and generations ago. It's the fulfillment. It's picking something and staying with it long enough to see if it's your thing. And if it's not, that's fine, but you stuck with it and you tried. Absolutely. I, I call that trial and progress. You know, the common saying is trial and error. I truly believe, and it, it's a little cheesy, um, but I truly believe there is no such thing as error. 
things definitely don't turn out the way you want them to many times over the course of a lifetime, but it's not an error. You tried, you tried, you did the thing, you learned. Exactly. You have a much clearer path moving forward. And I have stumbled so many times in my life. You know, that marriage I mentioned earlier that ultimately led me to find me, ultimately led me to finding personal development that ended you know, my fierce, my, my business that I started when I moved here in Massachusetts, that almost ended. And I was, I had to rebuild it, kind of scramble and rebuild it. I mean, it's been, I always liken it to riding a bicycle down a railroad track. That's about how smooth the journey has been, but boy, it's been so fascinating. It's been an adventure and I'm, I'm learning every single day and, and I love the process and when something doesn't go that the way that I had expected it to or wanted it to, there are those periods, but it just sucks. Like you got to embrace the suck for at least a period of time and say, this is not fun. I don't like this part. And it's an opportunity. Yep. What can I, what did I learn? Maybe I don't ever want to do this piece again, ever. And I have definitely made that choice, but more often than not, I think, oh, well, I just had a thought and I was thinking, go, go, go. I didn't give myself the opportunity to actually research and test and learn and maybe ask for help along the way instead of trying to do it by myself. So I think that there's a lot of lessons we can learn. And then you, as you move forward, regardless of how the outcome looks like, you use those lessons to propel you in that new direction, which is ends up being a shorter journey a much more powerful journey and typically one that does lead you closer to that place that you want to be. So well said. I have nothing to add to that because that <laughs> is just like, I feel like that just wrapped the whole thing up in a tidy <laughs> little bow and it was beautiful. So oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the clock and I'm like, no, I'm not stopping this conversation. This is amazing. <laughs> We're just going to talk all day. This will be 14 <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that whenever you and I initially met, I mean, we, we, what emailed once or twice, or you messaged me maybe on LinkedIn once or twice, and then it became a zoom. And then every single time that we've connected since then, it's always like, oh my gosh, you know, we actually do have business and work to get to. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I love that. And we're, and the beauty of this kind of connecting is that it is like-minded connecting. It's again, speak in the same language, the community, the tribe that we talked about, and your listeners are of that same cloth too. So I think it will be something that we can all resonate with and, and share and take with us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have to ask before we totally wrap it up, is there one person in particular who you look up to, who you emulate, who inspires you? One. I know, right? It's super hard, but well, maybe it, there's not just one, but who's the first person that just popped into your mind? When yeah, the first person was Todd Durkin. So Todd Durkin is a man who I would say now he's kind of in the motivational professional development space. When I first met him back in 2014, it was definitely the fitness space. And I met him at a conference called PTI West, and that stands for Personal Trainer Institute West. It was a continuing education summit that I attended in April of 2014 in Seattle, Washington. And again, this is when I was in that, that marriage where I felt like I have got to figure something out because I am no longer Dareth. I had lost, completely lost who I was. And this popped up, you know, I, divine timing, you know, um, and I got an email and I was like, I have to go to this thing. And then about two weeks before I got an email that said, you know, uh, fitness expert Todd Durkin is offering a one day seminar pre-convention, you know, the day before the convention starts, it was called a day, a day of impact a life of leadership. Like mm. I have to go to that. Right. And so I ended up going and that changed that completely changed my life. It completely changed the trajectory of my professional life. And in that seminar, that one day workshop, I met people that I'm still connected to today. And he 
kept referring to a woman named Trina Gray, who's the second person I thought of when you asked me this question. And he said, if you don't know Trina, Dre Trina Gray in this industry, you've got to meet her. And so I actually, in that moment, changed my itinerary for the rest of the convention. And I went to all of Trina Gray's events and she and I are still connected today. I love it. Um, and that, that has, that, I mean, 180, 180, complete opposite direction. Why? It's because Todd focuses on the life we want to live, not the money we want to make. He focuses on the impact we want to have, right? Not just our personal quote unquote success. And it was the first time that I thought, whoa, being successful in my business is actually living a life that I love, living a life that you can write a story about. That's his, that's one of his mantras. And it was so powerful. And he inspired me to take the leap, which is ultimately how I created Fierce because I was, I went to his, so that was in April of 2014. In October of 2014, he had this three and a half day mentorship in San Diego. And it was one of those things where you just, you basically cry and journal the whole time. <laughs> oh, that sounds like heaven. That is my heaven. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, and he even said at the beginning of that, he said, you might leave here more confused or more uncertain than you were. And I absolutely did. Mm -hmm. However, that only lasted about two or three more weeks. And then it was like, you know, the heavens opened up and the piano of purpose fell on my head and I figured it out and I found fears. And I also met my fiance, Fran, there um, uh, back in 2014. He's my fiance now, many years later, but um, mm -hmm. I met him there. And um, that that just was monumentally impactful in my life and every single piece of it. And I always accredit my biggest transformations to him, to Todd. I love it all so much. When you write your biography, it's there's going to be a tight a um, chapter called "Ode to Todd." Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> I and seriously, the day before the convention, I thought you were going to say because you're like, it was called a day with. I'm like, it was called a day with Dirk, and I know it was called a day. With <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that could be the title: "A Day with Dirk." I love, I love both of those. <laughs> that is brilliant. Absolutely. It's, it's on, it's on the pages. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> this you. has been such a powerful conversation as it always is. You fill me up, you light me up. I think, I don't think I know you do the same thing for everyone else. So I, on behalf of anyone who hears this podcast episode in the present or the future, thank you for that because your words, your energy, all of it, it's, it's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I believe, I believe it's, it's a mirror, you know, we, we attract what we put out. And I think that's why you and I connected in the first place. And when you came to the Fierce Tribe and shared your happiness workshop with us. It was just a gift and an opportunity for all of us to just take a deep breath and say like, yes, this is, this is the why. This is the, the root that we, that we are building from and growing from. And the connections just have run deep. And I'm just beyond like grateful, just barely scratches the surface of how I feel for our connection. And I know that through things like this and through the things that we're going to be able to do moving forward, it's just going to grow deeper. Absolutely. I am happy and look forward to it all. I am here for every bit of it. So, you know, as we're closing, what do you have coming up? What do you have on the books that maybe you want to share with everyone? Absolutely. So the first thing is we have our Fierce Pure Magic Retreat at Martha's Vineyard. That is coming up April 27th through April 30th. And it's women only. And it is a three and a half day retreat where we're going to press the pause button on everyday life, explore some self-discovery, fire the inner critic, and, and flip some perspective on where we are, what ultimately is important to us, and then just have the actual time, space, and support to make that happen. And I'm thrilled. This will be my seventh retreat. And they just keep getting better and richer. And again, those connections, the tribe, 
the new connections. We've had people come who have been in the Fierce Tribe since the beginning. And we have people who come who have never ever even heard of the Fierce Tribe, but hear about the retreat through the grapevine and Papa in the retreat. So you don't have to be connected to in terms of the tribe to, to attend these. So I'm beyond thrilled for that. And then I'm speaking at the Cape Cod Women's Business Summit, which is May 16th. So for any women that are in the area, Hyannis area, um, anywhere, but if you can get to Cape Cod, you, you're in the area. Um, and that's on Tuesday, May the 16th of this year, and it's going to be epic. I had a meeting with the committee yesterday talking about the other speakers and what they're doing differently this year. If you are a woman who is building a business, who is in business, but isn't really sure what your next steps are, how to scale, how to grow, or maybe you're thinking, I want to be in a leadership role. That is the summit for you. You've got to go. It's not expensive. And it's like the value that you're going to get. It, I mean, quintuple what you actually pay to go. So keep your eyes out for that as well. Beautiful. I went to their very first summit last year and was very impressed with what they put together. And, you know, you go to those one day summits and those one day and maybe you don't really remember the names of the speakers or you don't remember necessarily what you learned, the content. I still remember the two, um, two of the three that I attended. And I feel like they made a really big impact on my business and on my life. And so I, I think that they look for quality over quantity, which I feel like, of course, that's why they invited you to speak. But um, yeah, the quality of speakers that they had there, it wasn't just, oh, we're searching for someone who they really seek out who. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, I was so honored and, and it's, it's a great organization to, to be connected with for sure. Yeah, for sure. This was amazing. I appreciate you so much. You're you know, obviously one of my gratitudes in my life. And, uh, I look forward to seeing what comes next for us together because it's going to be something, whether it's another podcast episode or I'm at your retreat or, you know, I'll be there to hear you speak on May the 16th. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's next, but I'm here for it. You know, I can't wait. I look forward to it. Thank you for your time and for you and for your audience. I, I sincerely appreciate this opportunity just to share time and space and, and ideas and possibility. Yeah, it all feels like possibility. So thank you for visiting the workshop. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being part of the Women Finding Clarity community and for making the Happiness Workshop podcast part of your week. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share the Happiness Workshop podcast with a friend. These are simple ways to help us get our show in the ears and on the minds of more listeners. We know that happiness is a workshop, so find more tools to guide you forward on your path to happiness at www.womenfindingclarity.com. A reminder to keep moving forward on your path to happiness and always remember to go within.